You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. It's Personal Finance Monday, which means we bring you another good conversation that will help you improve your personal finances. And today we're taking a look at getting married in community of property, whether you've done it, whether you're thinking about doing it, and what you should know if this is on the cards for you. I'm joined on the line by the director of Crew Invest, Eric Jordan, to take a look at this. Good evening, Eric. Thanks so much for taking the time. Before we start, let's let's take a look at some of the structures or the considerations where it comes to being married in community of property. Obviously, there are certain implications that come with that type of marital uh, status. Can you just shed some light on uh, some of those, at least from a financial point of view? Good evening, Jimmy. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. Yes, when we start looking at marital regimes, being married in community of property is what people call the default marital regime. So that is if you do not enter into any matrimonial contract before you get married, in terms of the African law, you will then be automatically be seen as being married in community of property. And what that means is that on date of marriage, both spouses' assets as well as their liabilities is merged into what we will call an undivided joint estate. And that means that both parties, both spouses at that stage, would have a 50% share in that undivided estate of, of both parties. That obviously brings with it a lot of complications in a lot of instances, because what that does mean is that any debts that any of the spouses might have had before the marriage will now also be brought with, into the marriage. Uh, and it has certain other implications in terms of how you could deal with your assets from that point going forward, like having to obtain consent from the other spouse should you wish to dispose of any investments, etc. Eric, obviously, this uh, you, you touched on a couple of things around the areas that are affected by this. Let's start with the community of property marital status. Are there any distinct advantages uh, to having this kind of setup? Yes, the the major advantage of being married in community of property is that both parties then have an undivided joint share of the estate. So a lot of times parties people want to feel that they both own all the assets and they they they, they create a joint life together and within that they also have a joint estate. So that does provide that sense of um, shared assets within the marriage. But that often gets overshadowed with a lot of the negative aspects of being married in community of property, especially where someone has a business, as an example, and both their potential could be creditors in that business, and suddenly both parties' assets are exposed to the creditors of 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 a business operation that one of the spouses might might be running. Mm. Eric, uh, we'll we'll circle back to the business one in in a second. Let's look at the debt side of it, right? So you 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 touched on the fact that there is uh, the ability to get involved in in the debt side of things when you are married in community of property. But obviously, uh, there are some serious implications uh, around that space as well in uh, things like the fact that your partner can incur debt that you can become liable for. That is very much so. And that's one of the major disadvantages of being married in community of property. And that counts both for debt incurred prior to the marriage as well as during the marriage. So it has a a, a substantial impact on the financial 
lives of both of both parties. So as the word states, being married in community of property means that both parties have equal uh, rights to their assets, but also is liable for, for the debts of both parties. And that could have a substantial negative impact on, on, on financial planning uh, for, both, for both parties in that marriage. Eric, other things that are impacted by uh, your marital status, or at least how uh, your marriage contract is set up, are things like uh, estate planning and retirement funds. How are those affected when married in community of property? That's again, where you're married in community of property, from an estate planning perspective, the moment that one of the spouses passes away, because you have a joint estate, that means that your executor would have to deal with the the whole joint estate because it's an undivided joint estate. That means the the whole estate needs to be round up and the surviving partner would then have a claim in terms of the in-community of property marriage to 50% of the the estate that's being round up. That obviously brings with that a lot of practical implications in terms of requests wherever you want to be queer for benefits a party who's not the surviving spouse makes it very difficult to bequeath any specific assets within that estate because you only own half, undivided half share in any of the of the assets. So from an estate planning perspective, it does place quite a bit of limitations on your ability to plan. And then from a retirement perspective as well, when especially when it comes to example, a, a, a divorce, uh, if you are married in community of property, your your spouse or, or, or non-member spouse to, in terms of a retirement fund will have a claim to 50% of that retirement fund that's being built up, uh, and that would have to be shared with the with the spouse on on date of divorce. Similar in terms of of, of death, there your beneficiary nomination and the decision made by the trustees at date of death in terms of how to allocate the benefits of the retirement fund uh, will take preference. Eric, you touched on the business component of it a little earlier on. And I mean, as, as someone who uh, has had their fair share of entrepreneurial activities, I, I'm struggling to find the advantages of uh, being married in community of property. In my mind, it makes complete sense to have uh, a separation of estates. At least one is able to uh, protect your spouse, um, but also protect things like your legacy planning from potentially bad business transactions. I mean, it has nothing to do with whether or not you love and trust your partner, but everything to do with whether or not this is the smarter business decision or not. I agree with you 100%, especially when it comes to people who do partake in business and there's entrepreneurial. You need to create that separation between that aspect of your life as well as that protecting the personal assets that you and your spouse uh, have built up. Uh, so it's become very important that where you are married in community of property and you do partake in, in business as an example, that you think clearly about what structures you, you set up to run your business in uh, to, to, first of all, ensure that your personal uh, estate and therefore that in community of property uh, estate is protected from any potential negatives that could come from creditors, etc., 
uh, emanating from your business activities. Eric, let's look at some of those structures. How do you do it? So you, you're married in community of property. You didn't get to set up the anti-nuptial contract before you got married. You've been married in community of property for a number of years, and you now want to venture into uh, business activities, whether jointly or individually or however that is. What structures are available for uh, people that are in community of property? Can you now sign a new contract? Do you have to get remarried? Can you introduced a, a family trust that will then be separate from the rest of uh, the fa- uh, or that'll be able to secure your assets rather uh, what structures are available there yes Jimmy lucky our law does provide for the ability to be able to amend your matrimonial property uh, regime but that has to be done via a court application so it can't just be done via um, a should be just signing a contract. You would have to apply to the High Court to have your uh, marital regime uh, amended. And there's quite a process to go through in terms of giving notice to creditors and any interested party that need to take notice of such an intention. Uh, assuming that that is, is a possibility, uh, that can be done. So you can change your matrimonial, matrimonial property regime after your marriage. Um, Secondly, is the possibility of setting up a, a, a business structure, so a separate entity. So that could either take the form of a company where you could then have shareholding, but at least your business activities can then take place within the structure of the company. And any, any uh, creditors uh, will then be uh, ring-fenced towards your, the company structure. So that is one other aspect. And then thirdly is, yes, you can look at setting up a family trust, but there it is important to, to work with a, uh, an estate planner who could guide you around the effectiveness of using a, 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 a intervivos trust, as an example, how to transfer assets into that trust uh, and prevent uh, any unnecessary tax implications or, and minimize costs uh, in that regard. So it is quite, it is possible, but there is, you really do need some professional advice in terms of guiding you towards how best to, to set up those structures for yourself. The professional advice is out there. It is freely available. Well, maybe not freely, but it is readily available uh, for you to consider. And we thank you so much for your insights, Eric. That's Eric Jordan, who is a director at Crew Invest on what to do if you're married in community of property and how to safeguard your family, your assets, and how to plan better for your joint estate. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.